Welcome to Side Order, that time of month again where we have a nice casual chit chat. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, and with me over the internet, assuming he hasn't fucked up in the last five seconds. It is I, it is Dave. How the devil are you, Matt? How's it going? I'm very irritated based on how long it's taken us out this call just now, but otherwise I'm not too bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm okay. Tired, work, and, you know, just life in between. But, you know, we're getting there, slowly but surely. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, Sam, I'm a wee bit tired myself. I've just put about six hours today into Resident Evil 8. So, you know, that's taken a lot out of me. Oh, I don't get you with your fancy pants time off and fancy pants brand new PC shiny things and, ooh, magic wonderful. Yes, everybody. I have ascended to the master race, the PC oh, master dear. race. Oh, dear. Let's face it, you can't buy a PS5. You can't buy a Microsoft. I don't even know what those are fucking called now. Hypophanies. Yeah, you can't buy a Microsoft Hypophanies. Um, so I thought, you know what? I'll build a game in PC because a very generous person I work with let me purchase his old 1080 Ti uh, at half price of what it's going used. For Dave's benefit, that's about two generations old. But if I'm playing at 4K and 60 frames per second, I'm, I'm not complaining. That's the job well then, and you can finally see uh, mommy milkers because that's the meme. I know how, how it goes. I'm an internet type person. Uh, you're talking about Lady... The oh, Lady Demetrius. Yeah, I can't pronounce it. It's either Demetrius or De- Demistru. So many people pronounce it differently, so I just call her Lady D. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm very nearly at the end game based on what's just been occurring. Um, All right, okay. I kind of don't want to give spoilers too much, but I think I'm there, unless it throws me a massive curveball and goes somewhere completely different. But I've got all the telltale signs of of an ending coming up. So, yeah. Uh, no, that's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna grab it on PS4. I think at some point, with a view to possibly upgrading potentially in the future. Yeah, the... I think the PS4 version right now. I think you can buy it, and it and it comes with a PS5 version upgrade with it. Yeah. See, the thing for me was is that Sony's blew their chance with me. Can't get a PS5. There isn't too much going on with it. I'm like, you know what? I've been toying with moving platform anyway. Yeah. And and I just sort of pressed the button and I've jumped platform. Because I through Steam, Steam is great. Everybody knows Steam's great. I now know that Steam is great. But I can also sign up to, what's it called, Microsoft Pass as well if I wanted to play Xbox games. Oh, the Game Pass, yeah. Yeah. Additionally, as well as Steam, Game Pass, there's GOG, good old games. So my old point and click, some random stuff like that I could play. Uh, that's from yeah. uh, CG Project Rect, I believe, are the owners of that. So, yeah, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, and I suppose you can sign up for Epic as well if you want to go that way inclined as well. The Epic Store. Yeah, I don't think I'm that way. I don't think I'm that way inclined. To be fair, I think. That's fair. I think the one thing I would say though is building a PC is fun, and 
it booted on first try. Oh, bloody hell. That's impressive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. No fucking about. Even people's struggles with uh, building PCs and such uh, and the absolute horror stories you read online, that's quite impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No no issues for me. I, I researched extensively what CPU wanted, what motherboard I wanted, the RAM, you know, the hard drive or the NVMe. M.2. I researched to make sure everything was compatible and it would definitely work. And then I Googled to go, you know, each bit of um, component with the word problem into Google to see what the feedback was on forums to see if people were getting problems with it and whether or not they were coming across issues. And if they were coming across issues, whether people are able to resolve them, it's fine to come with an issue provided there's the support there to fix it. But if there's a load of issues and no fixes, then I'm not interested. And no, it's still terrible. gone quite well, to be honest. I've either managed to hook up my uh, DualShock 4 to it wirelessly. Oh, excellent. Oh, yeah. I, I remember you saying previously, because uh, I know you've been streaming on the podcast channel recently, and if you've been using the Xbox One, or is it Xbox 360 controller? Or is it a third party? Knockoff 360 controller, I think it is. Yeah, third party controller then, yeah. Yeah, so all all is well on that front. Pretty good going for that. Have you been up to anything else this month? Have you seen any films, any any uh, music, anything like that? I've watched a fuck ton of films. Jesus Christ. Okay, right, let's rattle through them then. After your recommendation of the last podcast, I watched Bill and Ted Free. Okay, yeah, Bill and Ted Face the Music. How did you find it? Disappointed. Yeah, it's it's one of those you're either going to love it or hate it. I I kind of fell in the middle. I was like, I knew where it was going. There wasn't really any need yeah. for it, but I liked the music, which was the thing that kind of I really enjoyed about it. It's what I like about the originals. To be fair, it's yeah. just the music. I, I liked the music. I liked the casting of the daughters. I thought that was pretty cool. And and the thing was is that either they should have just followed the daughters. Or it shouldn't have had them have children at all. It should have just followed them. And if as if if it was going to follow them, I don't mind them travelling to the future. However, why didn't they keep the aesthetic from the original films or what the future looked like? Why change the aesthetic? Yeah. That that's just unnecessary. They should have kept it like that. Um, and then the whole thing of jumping forward in time to meet themselves, and I'm like, that's all well and good, but you've done it in a stupid way. Whereas really. The best, uh, the best evidence for that is how they did in Bill and Ted One. Rufus gets introduced by Bill and Ted from the future to Bill and Ted of the past, and Rufus at no point ever says his name is Rufus. They only know his name is Rufus because they introduce themselves to him as Rufus. That's right, perfect yeah. time, perfect causation loop. However, with this one, with a popping forward to the future randomly in that I'm like it doesn't even follow its own setup logic I was just disappointed and really yeah either they should have followed both of them in the future um, as old guys doing what they do or it should have, should have followed the two daughters and I really like the casting that they had there and apparently I know they cast Samara Weaving as I believe it was Bill Jr can't remember yeah. her name and that's purely because when she went uh through the um casting call piano heard that she was the niece of um hugo 
her, she was the niece of Hugo. And he went, yeah, no, she's in just because it's <laughs> my bro from the matrix. So you're like, ah, oh, cool. But I really like the casting of um, Ted Jr. I can't, oh, yeah. I can't remember the actor's name. I know that they uh, identify as non-binary. So I'll use the terms them and they, um, but I really liked uh, their performance. Um, yeah. Like right. the tone of voice, the attitude and, and how, yeah. how they come across as, I, I want to say stoned, but not stoned. This come across as really knowledgeable and like totally nineties. Whacked That's out. With both of the daughter characters, they are like, it's like looking into uh, the older, the younger versions of Keanu mm. and stuff. It's like a perfect mirror reflection. They're really quite good. Yeah. It's just it, really weird. Do you agree with me, though? It's really weird seeing Keanu and uh, Alex Winters just acting. They've not aged today. It's really weird and really jarring. Yeah. I don't know why they did that. They could have still had them be complete airheads, but older with it. And Keanu yeah. totally could have kept his beard. Yeah. They should have kept the John Wick beard. Um, sure. I thought Alex Winters looked really good for his age and that. Yeah. Did didn't look too haggard or anything, you know. I, and the thing was, is again, where they, they cast someone in as Rufus's daughter, I was like, okay, I know her from Flight of the Concords, fine. However, I don't need a character playing Rufus's daughter, especially when they contribute nothing. That's funny when you said that. You're like, yeah, I know her from Flight of the Concords. And I turned around and said, well, that's um, that's Thingy who does the voice of the little girl on her Bob's Burgers. Uh, okay. <laughs> and that's all I just kept thinking all the way through. I was just like, where's her, where's her pink bunny ears? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I watched it, this film. I was very disappointed. So, yeah, I'll just yeah. stick to the original, to be quite honest. Um, oh, oh, whilst we're talking about that, what was the thing about that robot droid thing that was a Terminator, <laughs> not a Terminator, and then he wanted to be their friends and was full of self pity? I'm like, who wrote this film? They waited don't, 20 don't years to make it, and this was the best they could come up with. What? I don't know. I did wonder if it, if it was like a mishmash of multiple scripts that have come together throughout the years. So they've taken elements from one script, them traveling to the future. They've taken elements from another script where it's the daughter characters. And then it's another element and then just elements from like previous pictures and stuff. I was, do, I was wondering about that because it does feel very disjointed in a way. But yeah, I'm completely 100% with you on the weird droid thing. It made me laugh though, which was kind of the point of it, I guess. But uh, yeah. Yeah, but surely that was a laugh. That, that was you laughing, going, wow, this is fucking awful, rather than laughing because it was funny. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> Although like, we all know that my, my film uh, taste is somewhat... Uh, well, let's face it. Shall we say not good? Evil Robot Uses from Bill and Ted 2, The Bogus Journey, were better than what the robot was in this. At least in that good one, they Lord. looked metallic in that, whereas in this one, you could clearly... Clearly, Talia was just in, like, a polystyrene, like, Halloween suit. Yeah, I was just, oh, so disappointed. And once more, so disappointed. And you know what I want to say? Bogus. It was bogus. <laughs> it was bogus, dude. Bogus. Beyond that, actually, I feel like I watched a lot of films, but I was mostly just re-watching old Arnie films, to be fair. Um... <laughs> 
you know, I'll watch The Predator, brilliant film. Then I'll watch The Running Man. And then I'll watch The Running Man again. <laughs> I watched it like... You need just to make sure. I watched it like three or four days apart. It was brilliant. Love it. You need to make sure. That's the thing. But whilst we're on films... Yes. Uh, just to throw out there, to time with a little side project around fan edits we have going and a piece of homework you still haven't done. I have seen online the fan edit of Snyder Cut making it 16.9. They've done a zoom in to make it full screen rather than 4.3. Ah, that sounds better already. I've additionally seen, I haven't seen it, but I've heard online someone's done an edit down of the four hours down into something more concise. And that's one to watch. I'm going to keep, monitoring the status of that 100 percent, because yeah 100 percent agree with that that yeah i think as we said in that episode there is no way that four hour cut would have come out in the state pretty much it was basically snyder going here's everything i've got it whack it in one eye movie kind of project and then put it out yeah i think a real a cut job on that would probably do it some good because yeah. even i because even thinking back on it now even though i said i enjoyed it like literally after kind of recording it it's i do feel pretty much the same with it but part of me is thinking yeah but it was really fucking long but it was kind of long for no real reason yeah but yeah i think a, a real cut job on that would be quite good to be oh, no doubts no doubts at all so before we come before we jump over to you and movies I read two bits of casting news and I saw two trailers. Okay. So can you guess what the two bits of casting news I saw were? No. Guy Gardner cast in the Greenland and HBO series. Oh, I must have missed that. Okay. Yep, he's been cast. It's some dude I've never seen or heard of ever. I'll let you now Google that. And the other oh, bit yeah. of casting news I saw... Um, I didn't know they were doing this. They have cast Red Sonia. Oh, yes. Now I saw about Red Sonia. Yes, 100% in for that. Yeah, 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 100% in. Especially now that um, Brian Singer's not involved. 100% because that guy's Brian Singer. That helps everything. Um, so, yeah, Red Sonia's casting is actually the actress that played... Ghost. Played Ghost, yeah. And she's got a name as well. I believe she's in the upcoming Resident Evil reboot as well. Oh, is she playing Jill? I don't think she's playing Jill. I think she might be playing Claire. Okay, um, I'm going to have to remember now, Red Sonja hmm. remake. This is so. This is how prepared we are. Hannah John Kamen. There we go. That's the Red Sonja. Yeah, 100% in for that. I think she could pull that off really well. Because yeah. although she wasn't, she didn't, she was quite good in Ant-Man and Wasp, but the problem is she didn't get a lot to do. Uh, the HBO, Purple Guy Gardner, Finn Whitrock. He is well known for American Horror Story. Take your word for it. Yes. Official synopsis for the show Green Lantern reinvents the deep. That worries me when it says reinvents. Is Guy Gardner the artist? Guy Gardner's the jock. Right, okay. Uh, who was the artist then? Kyle Rayner. Was Kyle Rayner that going to be the one that appeared in the Snyder Cut? No. 
No, because I think they were looking at John, John Stewart. Because right. I think John okay. Stewart, John Stewart is more well known in the uh, era because of the Justice League cartoons. And I did get it wrong, by the way. She's not playing Claire. She is playing Jill. She is playing Jill. Okay. In the Resident yeah. Evil movie, but yeah, I don't mind saying that's campy and half-assed. I just don't want it to be completely fucked. Well, to be honest, anything anything is better than what we got with the um, uh, the Paul Willie Slinger sling around someone. Green Lantern. Uh, Green Lantern reinvents. I don't like that word. Reinvents the classic DC property for a story spanning decades and galaxies. Biddy, biddy beginning on Earth in 1941 with the very first Green Lantern, secretly gay FBI agent Alan Scott, and 1984 with cocky alpha male Guy Gardner and half-alien Bree Jarta. They'll be joined by a multitude of lanterns from comic book favourites to never-before-seen heroes. I'm fine with that because it looks like they're adapting the newer books by the look of that because it was within the last 10 years or so they decided to make uh, Alan Scott gay, and I'm fine with that because that was introduced in the new 52 Earth 2 stuff, I want to say. Fine with that. I mean, Guy Gardner doesn't really do anything for me, I'll, but yeah, I'll, just hope I'll probably watch it. Because it's HBO, it's going to have all the money, so it'll actually be a good job. I might just be yeah. some rash poor story, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. style. But I'm hearing rumours that they're trying to take the actors from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and enshrine them into the new Marvel TV universe. Mm. Uh, to which I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Breaking news right here. No, they were doing a League of Super Pets movie. Nor did I. Um, what? What? So this is going to be. Is that? Okay. Crypto the Super Dog? Uh, right, that's one I can name. Does Batman have guess, a dog? Guess, yeah, Batman does have a dog. It's, um, it's the Hound, isn't it? I think he's called. Is it really? Uh, yeah. No, Titus, sorry. Oh, yeah, of course it is, because Titus appears in the new 52 DC animated universe uh, with Damian Wayne. I guess who they've got cast to do oh, I don't know, Alan Carr. The Wayne The Rock Johnson. Well, how does that work when he's playing Black Adam? That's <laughs> two DC properties. He needs to stop being so greedy. Um, I didn't even know that that was a thing, but apparently it's a thing, and casting's literally happened about two years, two, two years ago, two, two hours ago. Oh. Just to... um. And date stamp this recording. We recorded on Friday, the twenty-first of May. Uh, yeah, apparently. To... <laughs> I, I, yeah, um, a month. Okay. Just... Doing. I know they're doing a t a kids TV series about um. So funny, actually, going off on a tangent. DC mm. Teen Titans go to the movies. I've seen that. They do a whole joke in the film that every single character except for Robin is getting his own solo film. So they did a joke in it like, yeah, coming soon, Bat Utility Belt, the movie, and then movie. And if memory serves, they are actually doing a 
Batmobile TV material. I have heard that as well, actually. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping, and well, this will lead in nicely to my next um, trailer thing, that now that Warner Brothers is merging or been acquired by... Anyway, it doesn't matter. They've been merged or acquired by somebody, and a lot of the top execs are actually being moved on from Warner Brothers. Okay. And there's a lot of rumors on the internet going, well, if a lot of those execs are moving, a lot of those are ones that will block in anything to do with Snyder. I don't mean bringing Snyder films back. I mean, in terms of just instantly going, oh, well, we don't want Henry Cavill. We don't want any of the old actors back if they want to be back. So we're hoping that actually some of the actors can continue doing their stuff. And also maybe that'll get rid of some of the more stupid decisions they've made over recent years. Maybe they can get a good creative team in. Should they want yeah. to either do a shared universe or converse, uh, or um, or whether yeah, if they get a creative team in to do a shared universe or conversely just to do really good standalone films, I'm hoping with a shake up at the top, that's that's a good thing. Well, we'll I see. could be mistaken if the first point of course was to do a Super Dogs and Friends or whatever the fuck it was called. Oh dear. League of Super Pets. Yeah. Well, I think they've been working on I think they've been working on that for a couple of years now because they're waste of money. Well no, it will sell to kids when it it's animals and it's superheroes, it's kids. It that'll make all waste. the money. Think of the merchandising, it will print money. Waste of money. <laughs> you have to remember it's not gonna be for us, it's gonna be for the wee kiddie winks who want a collectible crypto toy. Right, moving along. Still DC based. Did you see the Venom trailer? Venom. Venom. Venom two. Oh, I didn't. I've I didn't see it. No. Okay. Has Woody Harrelson still got the really goofy red wig? He has had a haircut. They've changed his look a little bit. Okay. I'm assuming that's because people bitched about it in the first film. Well, it did for a guy that you know is bald. The guy really over the top with a wig. It was too comic booky, and you're like, when it's a bald actor, and you can clearly tell it's a wig. Whereas if it was a guy that had hair, it probably would have been fine. But yeah, but yeah, no, they've they've given him a trim. Uh, trailer wise, yeah, much the same of all of the Sony Spider Man related stuff. It was a bit like, Ugh. did have a couple funny moments in the trailer. Uh, standout being Venom wanting to eat somebody. And Eddie going, no, you can't eat them. Uh, but other than that, again, I'm still like, what? what is the purpose of these films? I just, how can you have an anti-hero with nothing much else going on? I don't quite get it. But I'm assuming this story is going to be adapting Maximum Carnage. But again, I don't quite understand how that can even work. Because based on what you see in the trailer, Carnage just comes out of Woody Harrison out of nowhere, and I'm like, well, where did his symbiote come from? He's yeah. in prison. Like, what a symbiote's doing in prison? I just couldn't make a head and a tail of it. It just looks like a lot of cheap CG to me. Um, and, of course, Tom Hardy in a weird fucking voice again. As, do you know what? I'm probably going to cover it on a movie episode at some point. I've got a lot of time for that first Venom movie, surprisingly, just because it's so wacky and so just daffy and stupid. It, it's yeah, a film it, that is tonally 
just inconsistent and just all over the place. And the highlight of that film is where he jumps in the bloody uh, fish tank in the restaurant and starts to eat the lobsters alive because he feels yeah. really hot. It's just kind of really wacky. And he's walking down the street and he's talking to himself, just looking yeah. deranged. Again, it, the film was better than what it had any right to be. However, yeah. the way they made it better, the way that they marketed it was to make it look really, really serious. And then when you actually watch the film, it's like a buddy cop film. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're like, okay, this arguably could have been exactly the same if they cast Tom Hanks as Eddie. Um, <laughs> I probably would have enjoyed it more, you know. Oh, I want to see a Venom film with with Tom Hanks as playing Eddie Brock and Venom. Oh, I want yeah. to see that so bad now. <laughs> yeah, it, it nailed it. Uh, would have been, would have been like perfect. Honestly, like who does buddy cop films or buddy films really good? Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Hooch. Yeah. It, they right, even they even could add him dance down on like a floor piano as well. <laughs> That's a set piece right there, you know? Yeah, true. Um, true. So then the next thing, whilst we're talking DC, I read that Danny Elfman... No, 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 no. I read that that Danny Elfman wasn't happy about how his Batman theme was used in the 1989 Batman film. Really? That theme's iconic. Yeah, but what it was was the sound team, apparently... What they did was they downmixed just like the front channel of his orchestral piece into the film and like blew out all of the other instruments so nothing was picked up at the time. And he went, oh. I never should have allowed the sound crew to do that. I should have been in, involved in doing that. So like when you listen to it on the CD or in later film releases on DVD and that, or it's been remastered, you get the whole orchestral thing yeah. come through which i think is why when i've watched it recently i hear things in the audio i never heard before but yeah mm. apparently at the time they just went yeah front child washed it in and just like did a slap dash job on it wow. and he's still a little bit angry about it to this day just a random bit of trivia for you anyway that, that kind of makes sense actually because when i think of that theme all i think of is the trumpets up the front is da 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 yeah Exactly. That's the only thing that I remember. I don't remember any of the backing instruments or anything like that. Anyway, and this will lead in probably nicely to your your, your wheelhouse. I saw a trailer for a film that confused me. I saw Chris Rock. I saw Shamalel Jackson. And I went, okay. And I went, that music sounds familiar. What do you mean you want to play a game? <laughs> I saw the trailer for a film known as Spiral. Yes. Yeah, I've known about this for a long time. Yeah, it's supposed to be out this week, time of recording. Yeah, so like in the vague bits of my mind, when it come up Spiral, a new Saw film or a new entry in a Saw franchise or whatever the subtitle was, my brain went, I remember hearing that Chris Rock was doing this. Yes. <laughs> quite a few years ago now. and. They've done it. I can't believe it. The crazy bastards did it. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Unsurprisingly, I really do really quite want to see this. Just basically pure, not just purely off the fact that it's a new Saw film. The Saw films I can give or take. Hmm. They, they, 
it has its ups, it has its downs. Admittedly, it probably hasn't been any good since the third one, I want to say. Maybe That's I could fun. do that. Maybe I could do this as a retrospective thing at some point, which we should talk about. Mm. Um, I remember Seven, well, the last one that was out of the cinema being pretty good, the 3D one, based purely off the fact it was 3D and I was the only one cackling at the cinema at the time. Yeah. Uh, the less said about that, the better, really. But yeah, I'm quite intrigued to see where it goes because I haven't seen the spin-off called Jigsaw. Nor have I. Uh, which I which is supposedly not supposed to be very good. I haven't seen that. But if if it's from what I can tell, it's like a Tales from the Saw universe. Mm. This new one. So I'm I'm down for that. And Chris Rock is obviously he's starring in it, he's produced it. I think he helped co write it as well, I want to say. So citation very much needed. I've got a couple theories for it, and we'll just put them here, and then you can let me know how close I was, because chances are I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Jigsaw is totally not dead, and he just got better. My, <laughs> my, my second theory, and I'm going to call it now, Chris Rock is the baddie. That That's going to be the plot twist. I reckon Chris Rock is the baddie, because I can't see Samuel Jackson doing that. Because he'd just be too camp with it. He'd be like, motherfucker, yeah. I kill you. <laughs> the thing is, is that those films are well known for their twists. And it, yeah, it's going to have a stupid twist. So yeah, it probably will be one of those. Or my third theory, the big twist is that there won't be any twists at all. And Chris Rock will solve the case, shoot the killer or arrest him or whatever. And then that's it. End of film. And then you just get oh, him. Do you just get him go to the camera like comedy style and go, what motherfucker? You, you, did you think there was going to be a a, a twist? There's <laughs> no twist here. <laughs> just M. Night Shyamalan just popping up in the background going, what a twist! <laughs> you just shout, you just hear him shouting in the background, unbelievable! <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, my theory is that Chris Rock is the killer. So we'll see how it goes. Ooh. Don't Ooh, even know what the plot back. of it is, but that's my theory. I will report back once I've seen it because I I do generally want to see it because I'm I'm all in for horror as people mm. and listeners obviously know by now at this point given the amount of horror I've covered on the podcast accidentally or unwittingly or otherwise. Indeed. We take this into more family friendly territory, so to speak. Yeah, take it a away. A couple of my picks. Take it okay. away. Take it away. Take it away now. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about. Uh, which a lot of people have been talking about online right now this very second, is a brand new animation that's just come out on Netflix the last week or two uh, called The Mitchells versus The Machines. Now, have you heard of The Mitchells versus The Machines, Matt? I've seen some other podcasts have done talks about it, which I haven't listened to. I've seen the words on the internet, but I don't have a faint fucking idea what it is. Can you illuminate me, please? Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. That's what it is. But what is it? So essentially what it is, it's a 3D animated film that's been distributed by Netflix, which is actually by Sony Animation Studios. So I think what Matt is about to say, because I can see the look in his eyes, um, it's actually from the team that did from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. That's uh, it. Tongue, mainly tongue twister. Yeah, mainly because Lord, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are actually producers on the film. Obviously, it is a Sony Animations film, 
So yeah, they're they're gonna. I think they might have stakes in Sony. So uh, at the heart of this film, it's basically a family drama, and it's about a very loose, quick synopsis. Basically, and this inventor creator kind of he invents a app for your mobile phone called I think it's called Pal, and uh, basically which is a lot like Siri. Hey Siri, you're welcome, people listening. Uh, so he kind of creates these uh, robots that house Pal in them, but Pal the mobile phone gets a bit pissy and goes on a uh, rampage. Have I seen that in an episode of Rick and Morty? Uh, possibly, but essentially, the film what the film is. It's a family drama about a father and a daughter drifting apart. She's about to leave to go to film school. Right. Because the father doesn't really get her eccentricity with her films because she makes films like Cop and really strange sort of eclectic Tom films. Hanks. No, not starring Tom Hanks. Whereas the dad's like a staunch survivalist and he's really good with his hands like Carpenter and things like that. It's about these two people kind of connecting together because she was going to fly out on an aeroplane to film school in California, I think it is. But he goes the next morning, surprise, we're taking a road trip. Oh. Yeah, so it's all the family in one car basically fending off the end of the world. It's so, mm. the humour in it is so zany and off kilter. It, it just fits the tone and it's. As well, it's so remarkably different from, say, the Pixar style or the DreamWorks style. Because when you say DreamWorks, I guarantee the first thing you think of is, well, somebody once told me the world. Along with that, without getting too spoilery into this film, there is a scene with a Furby that honestly had me in stitches genuinely. That's now looking at me confused in the video call. Like, I remember what a Furby is. And I do One know that they should be cleansed with fire. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, moving on from that. The film is it's visually gorgeous. The animation style is it's beautiful. It's really reminiscent of the Into the Spider-Verse in ways because of its... Uh, stylistic flair so there's certain parts within the animation itself where they kind of draw over the screen with 2d animations and drawing so it looks like uh the main character's kind of been doodling on it and stuff like that oh mm-hmm. forgot to mention as well quite importantly very very good for lgbtqi plus representation because the main character is actually openly queer which you don't see a lot within family or animated films or anything like that really so that's quite refreshing to see that you know the representation is there it's anyway i'm going off on a tangent this film is absolutely frigging amazing you'll laugh you'll cry it's so so good it's honestly i come out of it and i had a massive grin on my face afterwards and it's been a while since the film has done that to me so yeah well uh, definitely worth checking that out on netflix if you have netflix I was going to say, the acid test would be, me being the anti-audience, would I like it? 
think you would find a couple of little bits in there that you would enjoy. Massive shout out to Olivia Coleman, uh, who does the voice of okay. Pal. Yeah. She she absolutely hams it up for her role. In Excellent. Evil mega dictator. It's, yeah, it's so worth watching. Even if you've even if this little kind of snippet you've gone, mm, yeah, that sounds okay. Trust me, watch it. It is definitely worth your time. 100%. Okay. Other thing I watched as well uh, is a film from 2019. Again, it's on Netflix. Uh, black comedy slash drama slash fucking weird called Judy and Punch. Have you heard about Judy and Punch? Is it a spin-off of what I'm thinking of from you used to have Seaside Entertainment of Punch and Judy, the like hand puppets that would beat each other with the stick and go, that's the way to do it. Oh yes. So this is um this is my pot I made a couple of notes while I was watching it. I will tell you what my plot plot synopsis is. So I've got set in the fictional town of Seaside. Eh? Hey? No. Punch and Judy are puppeteers. Punch is a bit of an alcoholic and has a thing for sausages. Yeah, so far it's true to life, yeah. Judy's the true talent of the show, but growing weary of all the slapstick, Punch wants to give them what they want. So, yeah, it's Punch and Judy. It's exactly how you expect it to go, the old puppet show from the old British seaside. The best its the best way to describe it is the puppet show in live action with a darker comedy edge to it. And comedy is very, very loose mm. in this term. It's... Pretty clever how a modern film has taken a story. I did reading up on this because I was genuinely interested how this got made. So it's quite interesting how they've taken a story that dates back to the 16th century. You didn't know that, did you, about Punch and Judy? It dates back to the 16th century in Italy called Puccinella. It's evolved throughout the years and the film manages to put its own spin on it, much like a lot of Shakespearean plays and stories have been adapted for the stage and screen. You think of like 10 things I hate about you. That's basically yep. Taming of the Shrew. This, this version of uh, Judy and Punch, they've taken the various parts from over the centuries to make their own definitive version of the film. Mm-hmm. But in a way, it's still recognisable from the variations of the film because obviously Mr. Punch goes, that's the way to do it, while he's beating his wife to a pulp his stick because of course he does uh, a is, certain crocodile yeah. i was gonna certain, just ask that was there a crocodile certain crocodile does make an appearance but not in the way that you would hope oh, <laughs> it literally okay. comes out of the water looks mm. at judy and then goes back into the water again there's even an appearance of punch's girlfriend that appears after judy's disappearance okay as well uh where previous versions of like when you watch the kind of show at you know kind of at the seaside and stuff it basically glorifies domestic violence because a lot of it has uh mr punch getting away with it this version goes out this way to try and empower women Mm -hmm. because it shows judy as a strong independent character and a lot of it because when she quote unquote gets killed by Mr. Punch. She goes out of the way. She gets found by a group of basically, it's like a little village of women who are on right. their own, pendant and strong, basically 
in themselves. Yeah. You know, they're kind of running this all village on their own, being outcast from society and such. It's an interesting way of doing it. Uh, the cast is really good. Special shout out goes to, oh god, I'm going to get her name wrong now. Uh, Mia Wasikowska, I think is her name. That she, rings a bell. Yeah, she plays Judy in the film, and she's very, very good. Given that the premise is really silly. Yeah. So is that uh, like then like a montage and a then a tooling up thing where and then Judy goes for revenge against Punch. Um, kind of. Like I must guns, admit, I must grenades. admit, I did cackle when Mr. Punch. Uh, this is going to sound really bad on me. Please don't take this out of context. Um, basically, in the story of Punch and Judy, he drops the baby, doesn't he? Or he sits. Sometimes yeah, he does. Yeah. Sometimes he yeah. drops the baby. Sometimes he sits on the baby. Depends which version you're mm. you're watching of it. In this version, Mr. Punch gets drunk while watching the baby dog steals his sausages and then he trips over and throws the baby literally out of a window and <laughs> i've got to admit yeah i i cackled at that as well which makes me a bad person but the way it's done is just like very what? slapstick it's is really it? slapstick that's why yeah, i said okay. it's comedy with a really dark edge on it um my only complaint about it is that it's a little bit too long for How my long liking so it's about an hour 45 it oh, feels its length. That does it really feels its length added. at times. Mm. Yeah, but it's quite interesting. It's quite satisfying towards the end because obviously, without spoiling it too much, uh, yeah, it, Judy's Revenge is... Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting mm-hmm. how they've done it, again, with the female empowerment side of it as well. It's cool. quite interesting. Yeah, I think that is either on Netflix or Amazon Prime. I can't remember. I think I watched it on Netflix, UK version. Uh, that's cool. been on my radar for a little while now. Radar? That's another word for list. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Come on, let me have it. This week on the list, we are delving into a video game series that Dave has still not played. This time... We're discussing Uncharted. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. You will recall from a recent Late to the Party episode that Dave passed comment going, Huh, the Uncharted Remastered Trilogy. I should play that sometime, to which my to my shock and horror meant that he has not played it at all. Even though they were out on the PS3 for a decade and then have been out on the PS4 for at least five years. Yeah, and just... You've been missing out on this trilogy that was given to you free of charge by the nice people at Sony. Yeah. I was one of the very first... Play at Homes. Yeah. Play at Homes. And you still have not played this original trilogy. What, I've done what, the fourth one. Yeah? I've had the fourth one. I've played the fourth one. I've finished the fourth one. So I've seen the end of it. Yeah. And do you want to know what that's like? That's like going into Star Wars... And going, you know what? I'm just going to watch The Rise of Skywalker and I'm going to ignore everything preceding it, all of the good <laughs> stuff. You know, I, I'm going to ignore um, A New Hope. I'm going to ignore The Empire Strikes Back. You know, you're ignoring all the great scene building and setup and everything. And you just straight away wandered in at the end, going, oh, what's all of this? La 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 la. And just completely like, yes. Uncharted 4 is brilliant 
and it has a really emotional end and lots of character arcs are tied up. But you weren't there for the journey. You just casually wandered in partway through, much like the John Travolta meme of the staggering around looking over his shoulders, looking confused <laughs> as to what the fuck's going on. You just, you weren't there, man. You don't know. <laughs> okay, that's not the route I thought you were going to take with this segment. I'm not going to lie. I've been thinking about it all day, knowing that we were possibly recording tonight and you were going to bring something up. This is not the route I thought it was going to take. I know. <sighs> um I know, because the thing is, is that a lot of the time, I don't know what's on your list, but I can just look over at my shelf and just pick anything out, out off of it and you won't have seen it <laughs> or played it. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. That's it for this time on the list, as I can only enjoy so much of Dave's suffering. Okay, so with the UK lockdown lifting somewhat and the recommencing of licking of licking windows and door handles and anything within a three-foot radius because, yay. Not going on public transport with you, then. <laughs> uh, I, I want to talk... This has been a very movies-heavy episode, which is fine, because uh, it's nice to have that kind of um, variety. I want to talk about masked films. What is the film that possibly would make you go, do you know what, I... I want to risk that cinema trip. Movies are back on the menu, boys. I'll still mask up in public. I'll still hose people down in public. I'm I'm double vaccinated. And I'm kind of like, if the film's on that I want to see, I'm going to go see it. And the times at which I'd normally see a film anywhere are always odd. I never go in the evenings at prime time. I'd always go like first thing in the morning on a weekend. There's quite a few films that were delayed that will hopefully be getting a cinema release, and I'll, I'll be there. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Because I know that last year when they did, the cinemas did open for that very strange period during the summer last year. Yeah, it was like two or three weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, so I know it was a lot of repertory cinema, which is fine. I'm all in for repertory cinema because we've always said that cinema should play their extensive back catalogue. So I was really tempted last year during that three-week period, either Cine World or The Light, cha uh, The Chains, one of them was showing Empire Strikes Back. And now I've not seen that one on a big screen, and I was so tempted by that time. Hadn't been vaccinated. Um, there was quite a lot of idiots about, as there are still a lot of idiots about, but I think that was after first lockdown and before second lockdown, and that's when we had like a large spike. And I was like, based on where I work and the things I know, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to, as much as I like Empire, I'm not going to wander out to get infected. You know, I don't yeah. I didn't, didn't have any green herbs with me, so. <laughs> because I must admit, along with you, before obviously we... In the UK, this is how it went here. We left the first lockdown. Where we are in the UK, we never got locked down again until I think it was possibly October, November. It was November, wasn't it? I want to say. Because then we had the free-for-all over Christmas, uh, and then we went back into lockdown again. I want to say, I don't know. It's all kind of merging at this point. I was looking because I know the View Cinema in town from where we are from here. 
the whole month of October, they were doing a lot of repertory cinema. So they had on stuff like they had The Shining on the director's cut version. Nice. 4K, I want to say. They had the 4K screening of the original Nightmare on Elm Street. They had a 4K presentation of, I want to say, The Exorcist, I think it was. They had a 4K presentation of the original Evil Dead film, which I must admit I was about this far away from booking tickets for. But again, like you said, uh, wasn't vaccinated. Obviously, people, uh, idiots are going to idiot. So I think I would... So speaking earlier, you said about Spiral. I think that would be enough to make me go as tempting as it is at the moment to go out. I don't think it would really be enough. I think that one I can probably watch at home because, to be honest, that is probably where I was going to see it anyway. So I've just brought up on Google the films that are supposed to be coming out. Unless it gets pushed, Matrix 4 is just before Christmas. Is it? Mm. Is that going to go to head? Is it Avatar this year or is that next year? Or did James Cameron say, I need yet another year in this 10 year cycle? Uh, the list that I'm looking at does not have it on. And I'm looking at, for point of reference, the Digital Spy um, UK film release dates last updated uh, last week. Yeah, because I think Avatar was due last year. I don't, I don't it, care. I don't know. I just don't I'm care. Still, much to my chagrin, I will admit that I did see the first one at the cinema at least. Once. Three, four times. Once was enough. Like, no, I saw it several times at the, the cinema. The, the thing is, is that 3D will suddenly become big again if it's any good. And then we get all these shitty post-conversions again, and I can't see 3D. But sorry, let me correct that. I can't see shit 3D, pop-up 3D. <laughs> I can see real 3D, the true subtle layers, and I think the best one I saw was either Avatar or Prometheus. Well, ignore that Prometheus was a poor film, but because its 3D was proper 3D and it had all the layers to it, yeah, that actually worked for me. But whereas when it's pop-up book, post-conversion for you, it's no good. Oh, yeah. Right, unless he's invented a brand new type of technology and Avatar 2 is going to beam directly into my brain and I'm going to be one of the giant blue Na'vi first person. <laughs> and even then, I think I'll go, you know what? No, thanks. I'm not well, paying given... 20 quid for a ticket for that. Well, given that he's... I think he's going back underwater again. Maybe he's oh. invented some kind of glasses with spray water in your face or something with it you reckon he's going to pay personally for every cinema on the planet to be converted to a 4d cinema where it does all that atmos thing where the chairs oh, move around yeah, it? 4DX, yeah possibly mm. yeah 40 ah oh, the avatar in 4dx would be good fun actually no i'd be that. vomiting yeah. everywhere the chairs would be <laughs> shaking i'd be dizzy i'd be angry like, <laughs> like, I'd make you look good, like, based on you laughing and cackling and reacting and stuff. You just hear me sitting in the chair going, oh, for fuck's sake, fucking thing. <laughs> oh, <see ya. laughs> oh, I've dropped my bloody glasses. Oh, piss flaps. I'd be proper angry. Fucking popcorn. I paid 20 quid for this bucket of popcorn, you bastard. Yeah, yeah straight away <laughs> the film would start and it would be up in the air and that. I'd just be like, <laughs> ah, that's... 
yeah, you know what? I'll have to wait and see on that. And I'll probably wait for reviews. And I just hope that it's got a decent story this time and it's not just Pocahontas or any other sort of other thing and it's a genuine and original story. But let's face it, it's going to be the humans coming back to the planet to go, no, we are going to have that fucking un- unobtainium. Yeah, fucking unobtainium. Come on, Cameron, do better. But they, rather than last time with a giant flying bird you plug into, this time it's going to be like giant undersea sharks that can fire lasers out of the planet whilst they're trying to nuke it from orbit. And then, then the next one will show them going into orbit, like jacking into like spaceship to, to, to defend the planet or something. Like that. Let's, let's be honest there. It will be. You'll be going, oh, there's giant sharks or whales and them jacking into that with their ponytail things and then then firing like weird shit into the sky to stop the humans as let's be honest like everybody said it pun on aliens but basically they should just nuke the site from orbit especially when the military went well we need to negotiate with the aliens but we're not going to tell them that we want the unobtainium just tell them that we want them to move well just tell them you want the shiny rocks underneath the tree and they probably went oh yeah no worries here have it Or, if they're just going to be space assholes, why don't they just destroy everything and just rip the stuff out? Granted, we wouldn't have a film there, but you follow my thinking. Something tells me we together need to do an episode on Avatar because that could be quite a fun watch. (laughs) You know what the best thing about Avatar was? It finished? Stephen Lang in a mech suit. Oh, God, like, yes. Not only oh, did he yeah. have a badass scar on his face and he went, yeah, I could have had my face fixed, but I decided not to because I quite like this look. <laughs> and he was an Just angry, awesome. jacked military colonel. He was like, fuck you and all of this Ponzi science shit. And he's straight into, and I do like sci-fi, but he's straight into a mech suit. He's taking people on. Hell, there's even the bit where he rips off his oxygen mask because he's so hard he didn't even need oxygen and he fights without <laughs> oxygen for a period of time. Do you even remember that sequence? That's right. Yeah, they shoot him with arrows, don't they? And he's just not a one-arrow kind of guy. He takes like yeah. six or seven, just doesn't he? Shrugs yeah. it I, Did he even die in the end or did they leave like grounds there for him to, to escape or something? I think it's implied that he died. It's heavily implied, but it's yeah. not. So he survived then. So he survived then. I don't know if he comes back for the next one uh, because obviously they've got Sigourney Weaver coming back and she supposedly died. Yeah, she's she's part of the tree, isn't she? They're just part being tree. voice only until she grows a new body or something. And then if know. and if she can grow a new body through the tree of life, then you know full well Stephen Lang's going to do that. Then he's going to have like bad guy aliens that he's controlling or something. Hollywood, get this man to a writer's room now. I want to see this film. <laughs> I think with that, we kind of veered away from our original topic, but we went to much better places from there. <laughs> right, what was that? What was our original topic? I've, I don't even I don't remember. even know anymore. The, just the discussion about Avatar alone is just gold. And that's good enough yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, in that case, then, does that mean you've had your fill? Not quite. We should probably tease people about... Um, Stuff, upcoming stuff, stuff that's happening. Well, we have the conclusion of Combat Month this very coming Sunday. Indeed, yes. The 1995 Mortal Kombat film, which is what we should have fucking started with and ended with. Yeah, I've apologised for that on multiple occasions. 
Mm. So that's coming. Uh, we're going to be into June by then. By this point, in case you didn't know and you haven't seen it on the Sock Meds, I guested on the Pixie Podcast on Luke's mm-hmm. Gaming Giggles. Luke's Gaming Giggles talking about my history of video games. is It was an excellent chat. Hop over to their podcast feed. Uh, go give them a like and a subscribe because the, it was a lot of fun. And I have actually done a like and a subscribe. Nice, nice. Very, very good. Very good. Uh, I think by the time this has gone out, I will have made my appearance on Shart Select, I want to say. Matt's looking at me confused because he doesn't know I was on it. Hopefully by the time this goes out, that one would have gone out. Had a great time talking to Craig, Stu and Ryan. Lots and lots of fun. Get to see a side of me that's very, very rude and disgusting. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. Go give those guys a... um. Like and subscribe again. Matt's looking at me very confused and very strangely. I will send you it once I get it. Don't okay. worry. I, I look. <laughs> I look forward to listening to that. I mean, shocked and disgusted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the episode as I've probably said before, I need to take a break. Unfortunately, Matt is in charge for the next uh, two weeks after the end of Combat Month, I'm afraid, because Combat Month has killed me editing-wise. I'm so tired, I need a break from editing, and I just want to play good games and watch good films. Like Uncharted. It's like fucking Uncharted. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm afraid... Matt's in charge of the feed for the next two weeks, so we've got a lovely late to the party coming up. It's about Doom Eternal. Well, it does contain Uh, spoilers, so you've got two to three weeks to finish Doom 2016 and then on the list and then (laughs) start Doom Eternal. I'll literally lend you the disc. (laughs) You can get through them. It's doable. On the list. Fucking list. (laughs) He looks angry. Week after that, you're getting a main episode, but it's mm. going to be a Matt solo episode. Do you want to tell yeah. them what it is, or shall we just tease it? Just I, a little I, bit. I think we should just tease it, and I'm going to tease it by saying, Dylan, you son of a bitch. Okay, that's a good tease. I like that, and it's not what you think it is. I've listened back to the episode already. It's good, fun, and completely different from your standard episode. I think with that in mind we should probably wrap up you can get us on all of the social media we're over on twitter as at anyone podcast we're on facebook search for us you will find us longer rants rambles considerations can be sent to anyone for seconds at gmail.com twitch as well twitch.tv forward slash anyone podcast matt's been over there recently doing re2 classic streams been a lot of fun go give him a shout that's been your side order Hope you've left room for seconds.